Ask God to forgive you if you've neglected your duties. Ask God to touch you and to bring His Holy Spirit upon your life so that your children will begin to see the leadership on the home by the father and the submission of the mother to the father because he is in full submission to God. And God can work. He can work in you and through you and through your children. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson continues our focus on God's perfect design for marriage. As Raul explores the Lord's unique roles and mandates for husbands and wives, he'll encourage you to take an honest look at the choices you're making in your relationship with your spouse. Stay with us to reflect on the ways you can strengthen your marriage and create a God-honoring home life for your children. Here's Raul Reese with the message, Biblical Marriage. Join us in 1 Peter chapter 3. Peter is going to share with us the way to really have a biblical marriage. Not the way we want to or the way the world has set up marriage, but what does the Bible say about marriage? Those of you that are single and are not married, uh, the first thing that you have to do is you have to wait upon the Lord to see who God is going to bring to you to become your wife or to become your husband. The first thing and the first priority that you as single people need to do is you need to be rooted and grounded in God's Word. And your relationship has to be up to date with God. That's what God's desire is for each individual person that is single. But I think Peter really defines it really well for us here. And he kind of gives us an exhortation about marriage. Listen to what he says, beginning with chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. He has six verses for the women. Not because women are terrible, but he's giving counsel. He only has one verse for the men, but he nails them real good. So you'll see that in a moment. Verse 1 of chapter 3, he says, Likewise, you wives be submissive to your own husbands. And God says, Amen. There it is. I've been looking for that such a long time. There it is. Well, mark it. Go ahead and mark it. Because I'm going to tell you in a moment. He says, Be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word, that is, without nagging them or preaching to them, may be one by the conduct of their wives. When they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, do not let your beauty be the outward adoring or the arraying of your hair or wearing of gold or putting on fine dress. But let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible ornament of a gentle and quiet spirit. Underline that to you guys. Go ahead. Because we're going to hit up on that a little bit. Which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands. And as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. 
whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Husbands, likewise, you dwell with your wives with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life. And underline this, man, just one thing, that your prayers may not be hindered. What does that tell you? Who's in charge? The men. The men are to be not the pharaohs of their home, but they're to be the leaders spiritually of their home. And it brings confusion and division to the home with the children between the husband and the wife. And if your children can see you fighting all the time, let me tell you something, they'll use that themselves to divide the home and the plate sides between father and mother. I think we have to be so careful when it comes to marriage and the way we do treat our marriages individually. Because Peter here is talking about what we need to do as male and female in the Lord. And of course, Peter in his context is talking to the women if they have any non-believer husband. How to win your husband to the Lord. It's not through preaching, but through conduct. By the way you conduct yourself in the Lord. When a husband is not a believer, the woman has to take the leading of the home, spiritually speaking. To read and pray with her children, because the husband won't do it. But the sad thing and the tragedy is when there are husband and wife are Christians, and the husband is not the spiritual leader of his home. That brings great problems into the home. One of the reasons why this is happening all across America, and marriages are breaking apart and falling apart, is because first of all, men... Do not know how to love their wives. And then on the other side, women or wives do not know how to submit to their husbands. And that can really split up the home. I think that what really brings a split in the home is that there's too much selfishness in both husband and wife's lives. Everybody wants to do their own thing. I don't think that people really realize that getting married is not for sex. I wish young people would get that in their minds. Sex is part of the marriage, but it's not the major part. Believe it or not, the major part in marriage is conversation, communication. When you don't communicate and you don't converse, there is no sex. Because there is nothing between two people. One of the things that we need to understand is that we all need to learn how to die to self. Remember, Jesus even teaching his disciples, he taught them about dying to self. He says, if anybody desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. We all have to make a choice to deny ourselves. I get so blown away by the way people choose husband and wives. Many are always looking outwardly instead of looking inwardly, spiritually. But what does really God want you to have? 
I think that's the key. What does God want you to have? And remember, when you get married, it's for better or for worse. Until death do us part. So help me God, I do. We all said that. When you took the oath. Between you and your wife. And yet that oath seems to be broken every day in marriage. Listen to what Peter says to the women. This is so neat. I love it because Peter here is going to actually exhort and build up the women. He's not putting down women. Building them up. And a lot of times when men read this passage, men say, yeah, there it is. Man, God says to be submissive. Well, let's see what Peter says. In chapter 3, in verse 1 through 6, the whole chapter has to deal with the word submission. Submission. But what does this word submission mean? It's actually a military term. It means to be placed under rank. That is, you have respect for the lieutenant, the colonel, all the way up to the general. You are under order or under rank. And one of the things that we have to understand is that Peter here is talking about the rank, the chain of command that God has given to men and to women. That is, God is first and then of course husband and wife. And it doesn't mean that the wife is below her husband. God never intended to say that. It is that the wife is the one that is trusting not only in the Lord, but she's trusting in the leadership of her husband. You see? And here, of course, the husband's not a Christian, so she is in full submission to the Lord, and she is submitting to Christ. But at the same time, if you don't have a husband that is a Christian, how in the world do you win him to the Lord? Now let me say, first of all, if you have a husband that is not a believer and he is abusing you physically or verbally or in any other way, you don't have to put up with abuse. It doesn't mean you file for divorce. But you make that young man accountable. You say, you know what? We're going to seek counsel. And if you don't stop what you're doing, I will get help. God did not call you to be a punching bag to anybody. God did not call you to be verbally abused physically or mentally. And there are some women that are really being physically abused and verbally and also mentally abused. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us on our social media platforms or call us at 800-634-9165. You can also connect with us at somebodylovesyou.com and download our free app for convenient access to resources that will grow you in your faith and enrich your marriage. Here's Raul Reese now with the conclusion of our lesson, Biblical Marriage. God has given to you men the responsibility to love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And let me say this, that when you love your wives, your wives will be submissive to you. So here Peter is saying to the wife that she is to be submissive to her own husband. And he says this, That even if some do not obey the word, that means if they don't obey the Bible, but without a word, that is without you preaching to them or giving sermons to them, by your conduct that they might be one to the Lord. 
By you taking care of your home, cleaning your home, taking care of your children. And being submissive to God. It doesn't mean you have to be a little wimp of a woman. But being a strong woman, a woman that is godly, that is in the scriptures, praying and seeking the Lord and asking God to change that husband that doesn't know the Lord. Or maybe you have a husband that is a Christian, but he doesn't do anything around the house and you're sick and tired because he doesn't even communicate or doesn't do anything. You need to pray. Prayer changes all things before God. He'll do it. I guarantee it. God will do it better than you can do it. He has ways of humbling us. And so Peter wants to make sure that we understand that the command is for women to win their husbands by their manner of life. And that's in true godliness and holiness. Verse 2, look what he says. And when they observe your chaste conduct accompanied by fear, not fearing your husband, but fearing the Lord. When they see that you're in submission to the Lord, and that you would rather obey God than men, then God will begin to deal with that person. Because they'll see God's holiness and God's presence in the life of that woman. Look what he says in verse 3. Do not let your beauty be that the outward adoring of arranging of hair or wearing of gold or putting on the fine dress. But let it be the hidden person of the heart. You see, it's inside. It's not what's outside that counts. It's what's inside that counts. He says, let it be the hidden person of the heart with incorruptible ornaments of a gentle and quiet spirit. That is a woman that is in submission to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brings you into that submission of not nagging and pressing the point. But you understand that you are a woman under control by the Holy Spirit. I like that. A woman that allows God to rule in her life. And that is one of the greatest preciousness in the sight of God. For a woman to be like that. God honors you. And God blesses you. And then check this out in verse 5. For in this manner, the example, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves being in submission to their own husbands. You see? Hupotasos, the word submissive, to be underneath. Underneath their husbands, allowing your husband to be the leader of the home. Allowing him to take rule in the home by love. Not by force. And then of course the example here of the illustration is Sarah. As Sarah obeyed Abraham calling him Lord whose daughter you are. If you do good and are not afraid of any terror. You see marriage was instituted by God. It's honorable to all. It's a permanent bond. It's an imitated bond of God to us. It is blessed of God and is dissolved only through death. That's the only way it can be dissolved. Legitimately, according to the scriptures. And yet when you hear people, when they come into counseling, it's like there's a pointing of the fingers one to another. And there's no submission, like God says here, between the man and the woman to the Lord. 
I would recommend today to any of you that are having problems in your marriage, and even if you're not having problems, to go home today and get on your knees with your wife and hold hands and begin to pray with her. Ask God to forgive you if you've neglected your duties. Ask God to touch you and to bring His Holy Spirit upon your life so that your children will begin to see the leadership on the home by the father and the submission of the mother to the father because he is in full submission to God. And God can work. He can work in you and through you and through your children. And this is probably the only way that as you take that bitterness or unforgiving spirit that is within you. And you say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to lay it on the altar today. No matter what my husband or my wife have done. And we are going to start a brand new page in our lives today. And God can do it. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing is impossible with Jesus Christ. That's what amazes me about God. There's something else that I see here. Verse 7. You thought we forgot about you guys, huh? Likewise, you husbands dwell with them in understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Four things I see here. Peter here is actually reminding husbands of four areas of responsibility in their relationship to their wives. Number one, physically. Number two, intellectually. Number three, emotionally. And number four, spiritually. Those are the four areas men need to understand. Number one is the physical. That is, husbands dwell with your wives. Notice what he says. Husbands dwell with them. A wife loves to be with her husband. I know that sometimes men are very independent. I'm a very independent person. But sometimes we need to come to that place where we need not only to make time in our schedule, but also time where we can go here, go there, do this, do that. But we're both in agreement and we honor the Lord in what we are going to do together. Dwelling with my wife according to knowledge. That is, knowing intellectually that my wife not only has needs in her life, but that my wife has moods, she has feelings, she has needs, she has fears, she has hopes in her own life. And these are the times that we sit down together and I begin not only to search, but I begin not only to speak, but I listen to what she has to say, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Why? Because I'm supposed to comfort her through the scriptures as a spiritual leader of my home. Not begin to rip on her and to put her down and to make her feel less than I am or any other woman. But I begin to do what Christ said. I begin with love. Loving and understanding her, what she's going through. This is what Peter's talking about. But then, emotionally, how do we do that? Well, Peter says here, husbands are to give honor to their wives. That is, respect your wife and honor your wife, even as Christ. Respect her and honor her. So important. Because if you don't, 
then your children will disrespect her. If you are constantly disrespecting her in front of your children and yelling at her and putting her down, believe me, your teenagers will do the same one day. You set the pace in the home. Because as you're taking care of your wife physically and intellectually and emotionally, then you need to take care of her spiritually. And that is what you as a husband and wife need to come together and pray together. Why? A husband and wife that prays together stays together. We need to do that. That's why Paul says that your prayers would not be hindered. How are my prayers hindered when I'm not right with my wife? It's like a basketball bouncing up and down in this wall here. Not going anywhere. Because as I begin to take the responsibility and the accountability for whatever may be. Because I am the husband of the home. I'm supposed to be the one that oversees my home. The one that provides for her needs. Not only emotionally and physically and spiritually. But at the same time financially. Women like security. They like to be secure with their husband. They want to know that my husband is not going to go out on me. But I'm the one that he loves until death do us part. And I'm the most beautiful woman in the whole world. That's what they want. And your husbands don't give that. Some do. Some don't. You have to be appreciative. And they have to feel that love in their lives. That they're the most important thing in your life. Which a lot of times I confess, we don't do that as men. We have other important things. And we neglect what God has called us to take care of and to feed and to take care of completely and fully. But you know, this is where the grace of God comes. God can start a whole new chapter in every one of our lives, even here this morning. If you want it. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. God desires that every one of us here in the church should be not only caring for one another, but loving one another, but most important, being in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because why? If we're submissive to the Lord Jesus Christ, there are going to be no divorces and no separations. We're going to deal with the Word of God. And we're going to be true to the Word of God. And if we can do that, can you imagine what our children will be like as they grow up and they go out and have husbands and wives because we have set the model and the example for our children. As we've heard today, every marriage has its ups and downs. But we hope that you and your spouse will make the daily choice to honor God by obeying Scripture's instructions for your relationship. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review the message you've just heard, we can send you an unedited copy for a gift of $5 or more. Simply call 800-634-9165 and ask for the teaching titled, Biblical Marriage. We'd also like to tell you about Rawls' comprehensive 20-part marriage series on an MP3 thumb drive. Featuring a bonus interview with Rawls and his wife Sharon, this collection will guide you in establishing Bible-based habits in your home. You'll also discover the empowerment of mutual submission and humility. To order this 20-part marriage series featuring a special interview with Rawls and Sharon, Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $30 or more. 
The number, once again, is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We also invite you to take advantage of all of our free resources. Catch Straight Talk with Rawl every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific on his YouTube channel. You'll discover practical biblical directions for honoring the Lord in your daily living. You can also enjoy podcasts of any of these programs by going to Spotify or iTunes. And for encouraging daily insights from Scripture, visit somebodylovesyou.com to subscribe to Rawl's daily devotional emails. The generous donations of partners like you keep us on the air, and we appreciate your tax-deductible gifts. Thanks for making us a part of your day today. Join us next time as we return to the Scriptures for more biblical truth to encourage your heart and guide you in your steps with Christ. Here's Roll now with a closing comment. I think that God today has been speaking to a lot of us here. And I think that it's time that if you're in the process of a divorce or a separation, that you would reconsider it before the Lord. And that you would ask God to forgive you and to deal not with your husband, not with your wife, to deal with you personally starts with you. That you would have the right attitude. And as you have the right attitude, that God may fill you with His Holy Spirit. So that you can now begin to be submissive to the Lord. And as you're in submission to the Lord, now I can submit myself to my husband or to my wife. Because the Lord is the one that heals. The Lord is the one that does everything and anything. Nothing is impossible with God if we're willing to submit to Him. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.